guys welcome to the podcast for this week i know i'm a couple days late i had midterms and i had to focus on that and schoolwork and also remodeling um so i'm so sorry for keeping you guys waiting but today we're going to be going over proverbs 3 i felt it in my heart the past couple days that i had to read proverbs 3 i know the past couple podcasts i've talked about patience and wisdom spiritual warfare waiting on god and This kind of is the blueprint to the future generations on how we can succeed with God. I feel like it's so important sometimes that we don't give credit to God where credit is due. Um, I hear all the time, oh my gosh, Gabby, you're so wise, you're so this, you're so that, and it's not from me. It's from God, and he he literally talks about this in Proverbs 3 about don't use the wisdom that I gave you. Don't think that it comes from you. It comes from me, and I think that was a very humbling moment because we kind of forget about all the good that we do comes from God using us. It has nothing to do with us because our hearts are inherently evil. We're inherently bad people. And we kind of think, oh, well, you know, all this, you know, I I had this feeling to give, you know, this person, um, this Bible, I felt it in my heart. And who knows, that person needed it, but it wasn't from you. It was God putting that in your heart, using the Holy Spirit to kind of stir you up and be like, you know, this is a good idea. But I feel like we need to continuously humble ourselves before God. Everything that good that comes along is not because we deserve it. It's not even because we went to church on Sunday or because we were nice to this person. No, no, no. Everything good that comes from us, that we act on, right, that we is all because of God. And I remember hearing... Um, a preacher talk about um, saying, you know, no one is good. Only God is good. You know, we use the word good, oh, this is a good person, as it, it loses its meaning. But when you think of God, he is all good. Because in considering all of the sin that we've committed that hurts him, He still continues to bless us with things that we do not deserve. And that's what a good person does. That's what a good God does. Because he's all good, you know. We can only be good to an extent. And I feel like God puts that goodness in us to act on others, you know, to show God's goodness, to witness to each other. But I definitely do not think that we are good people. I think you know, we were inherently, we inherently disobeyed God in the beginning. And we continuously do that now. Look at where we're at in our generation. Look at what's going on around us. And it's all because of disobedience from God. Had we just acknowledged God's goodness, had we humbled ourselves before God and let him be all good and just leave it at that. No, we need to replace God. And that's what I feel like our generation and this world is in love and possessed by. 
Because the devil knows that he will never reach to be like God. He will never reach that level. And with that, he corrupts everything else. You know, he puts in evil in the souls of all men to want to achieve what God has done. That's why we're in love. You know, the world is in love with this genetic makeup. How can we distort our genetics? And uh, I don't know if you listen to Pastor Greg Locke. Um, he was talking about this in his Halloween um, preaching. But the devil is obsessed with distorting what God has created. You know, he's obsessed with distorting what a healthy marriage looks like, what a childhood looks like, what purity looks like. He wants the complete opposite of that because he knows that all good things come from God. You know, it might look that one decision might look good for a second, but are you willing to live with the consequences of that afterwards? Are you willing to know the shame that you're going to feel when you know that you hurt God? And what do you get out of it? I want you to ask yourself that question. So we're going to go to Proverbs 3 and it is trusting in the Lord. I know I did talk about trusting in God. I feel like he is in, in, consistently putting this word out for me because it doesn't all have to do with trusting in God itself but it has to do with if we do trust what God says he does how can we live in harmony with God you know like how can we live at peace with what we do and how can we have a fulfilling and blessed life And although there's portions of it that are talking about trusting in God, which I think is something that we forget all the time, and just because I did one podcast on it doesn't mean I'm going to stop talking about it. I think that I have to continuously talk about these things because when troubles arise and different life situations happen, you're going to need this as a backbone. Because this world that we live in, we can only take so much before we need to go back to God and like recharge because it's draining it is spiritually draining it's physically draining and you feel like you can't see God move sometimes and and that's very hard especially if you go to a you know college campus a liberal college campus and you know and especially in my generation you feel like God is not moving but then when you scroll down and you see all these people on fire for God that they know what's right and what's wrong You kind of have this sense of, you know, we're going to be okay. Is it going to be a battle? Yes. But isn't it worth it at the end? So we're going to talk. We're going to start with Proverbs 3.1. And I'm on the New Living Translation on the Bible app. You are feel, feel free to open up your Bible and follow along. And if you don't and you're listening to this in the car, I will read it out for you. My child... Never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. 
Then you will find favor with both God and people, and you will earn a good reputation. So I'm going to stop. The, I just read from 1 through 4, and we're going to dissect this part. And I'm just going to be dissecting it through chunks. So he's talking to us. We're his children. And he says, never forget the things I've taught you. If you have read the book of Proverbs, if you're just starting to get close to God, I definitely suggest you read the book of Proverbs first because you do want to know God's wisdom and have it impart in you because then you, you'll you be able to discern and figure out, okay, should I do this? What does God say about this in the Bible? Like, I need to be wise in my decisions. I can't be acting immature. I can't be acting of the world, but I need to be acting apart from it. And he's saying, store my commands in your heart. You know, live with them. Doesn't mean, he's not saying store them in your mind. He's saying I'm storing in your heart. That means you act on it. You feel what he's telling you to do. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. He's saying if you're wise, right, and you think before you, you, do, you make decisions, you're going to live a long life. People that decide to be adrenaline junkies and they make stupid decisions, they don't live very long, right? And that's just common sense. So what God is saying is like, follow what I'm telling you and you will live a very long life. And your life will be satisfying. Like you will have a good, you'll have a, a life that you're proud of, not a life that you just went by coasting through and you didn't impact somebody, you didn't change this, you know, somebody's life or let God use you to change somebody's life. He wants you to have a satisfying life. He wants you to be proud of the things that you've done here. And he said, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. So he's saying the heart again. You know, there is a verse in the Bible he talks about the heart can be deceiving, right? But if God is telling us, hey, all those other things that you feel in your heart, write them off. Write them off. The things that I've told you to say, put them in your heart. Because that's, that's where your blessing's going to come from. If we don't live by it, if we don't truly live by it internally, we can't express it externally. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. So that means like loyalty to God, right? And if you're loyal to God and you use God's kindness, you will be able to do that with other people. So if my kind of mentality is, is if you can't let God do it, or if you don't do it for God, or if you don't believe in it, how can you do it for somebody else? You know? Four, then you will find favor with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. When I think of favor, I think of David. I think of King David. And this boy was a weak shepherd, right? He was kind of the runt of the litter, accord, uh, other than his, you know, in comparison to his other brothers who looked physically fit to be a king, 
what a king looked like, but God searched their heart, right? God looked in their intentions and what they would do and produce if they were given this power. But David had a love for God, a pure love that overshadowed everything else his brothers had. So he found favor in God. And because he found favor in God, he found favor in people. He found favor with kings. With King Saul, he found favor with him. Trust me, Saul knew that there was something special about David. He knew that God was with him. And if God is with us, who can be against us, right? So if we have the favor of God, we will have favor with people and we'll earn a good reputation. You know, if if you're a terrible person and you make terrible decisions and you treat people like garbage and, and you, you know, like for example, Ebenezer, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, right? He had a terrible reputation, but then once he became a good person, right? He had a great reputation. So it's the intentions of your heart and how you treat people. Are you really letting God shine through you? Are you an example of God? Right? Is God moving in you? Can you visibly show fruit? Or are you a fig tree? Show no fruit. Show nothing. Let's go to five. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. So I did talk about trusting in God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. He talks about the heart again, right? There is something important in the hearts of men that God wants to target, that we've been missing the point. Do not depend on your own understanding, right? Not using our sheer strength, not thinking the way th- we would make decisions. We have to put our, sh- you know, put ourselves in, okay, what would God do? What does he say in this, in his word regarding situations that I'm living in, right? Should I be kind to that person that had hurt me so, so long ago, Should I be kind to them or should I do exactly what they did to me back to them? Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Every decision that we make, we should be consulting God. Every decision. Every decision. Um, That includes education. That includes life. that That includes spouse, future spouses. That includes... Like certain big life choices or even decisions on like, should I scream at this person that cut me off or not? What would God do? Or the the quote, WWJD, what would Jesus do? And this one, it hits me now differently than when I had first done it. Because even though I, 
I constantly want to ask God how he's going to use me, what he wants me to do, even if that means giving everything I have up for him, which is something I've had to come to a realization that could happen. Um, am I willing to do all, the, all of that for God? Do I trust him enough? Do I, do I really know that he has good plans for me? And he does. He has the best plans. Because every time I have trusted in him, something good has happened. So, and this even goes to like buying um, a place to live. You know, me and my husband are currently looking for a house and I want to seek God's will first. I want to know for sure that this is the place that he wants me to be at. I don't want to rush it. And trust me, Old Gabby would have 100% rushed it when I saw the house of my dreams and been like, oh yeah, I'm paying for it. No. Uh, now I've come to the realization that I want to do what God wants first and he will show me what to do. He'll give me the perfect house at the perfect time. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strengthen your bones. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Whenever we get big heads, meaning like we start thinking, oh, you know, I am wise. Oh, I am good looking. Oh, I can do this. I can do that. It's not us doing it. And we have to continuously humble ourselves. This is one of the hardest things. And this is the sin that we've struggled with since the beginning of time. This is something that we've struggled. Adam and Eve struggled. They wanted to be like God. They wanted to know between good and evil. And that's why they ate from the fruit. So instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. God gives us wisdom. He doesn't help, you know, disregard it or he gives us the wisdom that we have. It does not come from us. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. So when you have healing for your body, so I don't know if somebody's dealing with hormonal issues, with uh, body bodily ache issues, with anything like that that is hurting your body in some way, shape, or form. When you turn away from evil, that means like, all those negative things that we have on us, anxiety, depression, hormonal issues, all of that, they come from the devil. They don't come from God. So once we depart from things that we were part of in this world, we need like a cleansing from God. That means getting rid of all these spiritual things, all these spiritual demons that are attached to us that are causing us to have weakness to have depression all of these things because here's the thing you're always going to have a struggle but if you believe that God is healing you if you believe in him you should not struggle at all you have to fully accept and receive God's blessing because he obviously says it here and I always, 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 I always pray to God. I said, thank you for healing my body. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for giving me the strength to achieve this goal. Because if you give God all the glory, it's going to get better. 
It's not of your understanding. It's not of my will. It's not of my strength, but it's of God's. Um, so now we're going to go to nine. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. And he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. Why should we not give God our very best? This does not mean only tithing. This does not mean of produce or of things that we do. It means give him our best of everything. That means when you're at church, you give him every, every bit of attention you give to God. Every day, you honor him and you thank him for everything he's done, everything he's done done in the past what he's doing and what he will do you have to thank him for that if we give him the best of everything that means we don't wait till 10 o'clock at night to talk to God that means we don't pray and we don't thank him first that means we don't do a lot of those things and here's it's it's something that I struggle with too we have to give God our very best if we want to receive the very best from him Like the full of extent of our blessings. He will bless us if we honor him, right? But wouldn't you want to achieve the maximum if you can give him everything you have? 11. My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline. And don't be upset when he corrects you. For the Lord corrects those he loves just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. We have to stop being upset when God gives us the nudge of, hey, that wasn't a good decision. You know better. We have got to stop thinking, oh, God, you know, God just judges me. You know, I just don't love God because he just judges me, this and that. We have to stop. We can't think of God trying to discipline us as a negative thing because if we keep making the same mistake, and we didn't get disciplined the first time, we're still going to keep falling. Why would you want to keep stumbling when God's like, hey, I have the best intentions for you. I don't think you made the right decision. You're going to learn from this mistake, but I'm going to help you overcome it so you don't stumble again. 13. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver, and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare to her. She offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. So... A person who finds wisdom. I will, I will say that when God comes through and gives me a, a wise word, which is like every single podcast I've done and more, I feel so confident and so happy because I know Gabby a year ago wouldn't have been able to say this. I know Gabby a year ago wouldn't have been able to even utter the words of God right? Especially to public people that she may or may not know, right? 
that's something I could not imagine. I could not imagine. Wisdom is more profitable than silver and our wages are better than gold. Heavenly riches, we cannot compare them to earthly riches. Would you rather, like, you're going to have a successful life with wisdom. Would you rather have a successful life with wisdom? Hey, you may not make billions of dollars. You might not have everything, quote unquote, this world says you have to have. But you have such a large amount of sum in heavenly riches that will extend future generations. And that's what wisdom gives. She offers you a long life in her right hand. This is 16. Offers you a long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. When you're wise, you will not make stupid decisions. When you're wise, you seek good counsel from godly men and women who are going to tell you what you don't want to hear. You will seek God's validation, what he says first before anything else. And that's how you live a long life. Because remember, our life here on earth is only a short speck of what God actually promises us because of his son, eternity in heaven. Right? Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. By wisdom, the Lord founded the earth. By understanding, he created the heavens. By his knowledge, the deep fountains of the earth burst forth and the dew settles beneath the night. So he's kind of, you know, God is making a connection between the tree of life, which was in the Garden of Eden, And the tree of, um, I think it's good and evil. And when we find wisdom, we're going to be able to have a good life. And then he talks about how, you know, God founded the earth and created all of this. Because due to wisdom, right, he was knowledgeable, he was smart, he knew the blessings and the good capabilities of his creation. 21, my child, don't lose sight of common sense and discernment, hang on to them, for they will refresh your soul. They're like jewels on a necklace, they will keep you safe on your way and your feet will not stumble. You will go to bed without fear and you will lie down asleep soundly. You will not need to be afraid of sudden disaster or the destruction that comes upon the wicked, for the Lord is your security. He will keep you f- your foot from being caught in a trap. When God... When we are covered by God, right, when we apply what the Lord says we should do in our lives, internally, and we receive it in our heart, God's like, I got you covered. You don't have to worry about all the stuff that could happen, all the destruction that could happen, because I have protected you. 
I am protecting you. I'm there with you. I don't want you to feel alone. I don't want you to waver away from me when all of these things are happening. I want you to get closer to me because I will be the only one in this world, in this universe that can change everything with the snap of my fingers. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is your power to help them. This is 27. If you can help your neighbor now, don't say, come back tomorrow and then I'll help you. Don't plot harm against your neighbor for those who live nearby trust you. Don't pick a fight without reason when no one has done you harm. Whew, that's a hard one, especially for married folks or people that have relationships. Don't pick a fight without reason when no one has done you harm don't envy violent people or copy their ways such wicked people are detestable to the lord but he offers his friendship to the godly he's saying be better right be better to your neighbors be better to people that might have deserved exactly what they did back to you People are looking at you. People around you trust you. And if you make that decision, they will not trust you any longer. Don't envy violent people or copy their ways. Such wicked people are detestable to the Lord, but he offers his friendship to the godly. We might have that bit of rage that just comes out because that's our flesh. We have to hold, like, hold that in and be like, and, and stop saying, oh, I wish I could have beat that person up or I wish I could have done this. I could have done that because then we're no different than those people. Because even if we think it, we've committed the act. God talks about that in the Bible, right? If you even think about it, you're already guilty, Such wicked people are detestable to the Lord, but he offers his friendship to the godly. Wouldn't you want to be a friend of God? He is like the ultimate security guard against all the other bullies. Would you not want to be his friend? The Lord curses the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the upright. The Lord mocks the mockers, but is gracious to the humble. The wise inherit honor but fools are put to shame so the lord the people that are wicked the people that stray as far away from god as possible and are fine living in their wickedness he's like you're going to be cursed your generation will be cursed your future generations will be cursed but if you have an upright home if you apply what i'm telling you if you apply these things to your future generations if you apply it to your home you will be blessed and i will bless your future generations 34 the lord mocks the mockers but he is gracious to the humble it's not the time to be holier than thou because you will be judged by god humble yourself It is time to, we have to humble ourselves. 
the time of, oh, you know, I'm better than this person. Well, at least I didn't do that sin, you know. No, we're all sinners. We're all on the same level playing field. There is no better sin. There's no worse sin. And we have to stop putting ourselves on a pedestal. We have to be humble. Because if we're humble, people that look at us, that are mockers, right? And they see everything good that God has blessed us with. They're going to want that blessing. And they, they, might, they will probably be coming to you and say, hey, how did you get all this? And 35, the last one, the wise inherit honor, but the fools are put to shame. I'll repeat that again. The wise inherit honor, but fools are put to shame. In everything you do, does it honor God? I want you to think of that. I want you to think of that when you're going to make a decision. Is the decision that you're going to make honor God or will it put you to shame in front of God? Is the decision that you're going to make, will it honor God and bless future generations or will it add another generational curse to it? And with that being said, that's how I'm going to leave it, right? I want you, I want you guys to really listen and think about Proverbs 3. I want it to marinate in your mind because maybe you read through it before and, you know, I read through it before and I got a different definition in that period of time versus now that I see it completely differently. Life changes very quickly. God's quicker, but life changes very quickly. And that's why you can't be like, oh, I read that verse, I know what it says. Because it could apply to you differently now than it did even a week ago, two months ago. Um, When I did the last podcast that I went over this, So I want you guys to think about that. Is what you're doing honoring God, is it going to bless your generations, that you, your future generations? Are you going to be able to have God be next to you and see all of that? And this is a a conviction to me. Just because I'm talking to you guys about it doesn't mean I don't apply it to my heart. And I don't feel that conviction. And I I think through my head, man, I could have done those things so, like, a hundred times differently. Could have gone way better. But obviously, I let my flesh and my sinful nature get away of what could have been a good moment to teach somebody else. So, I want to leave you guys off with that. I hope you guys have an amazing week. I pray that God blesses you guys, that you have an awesome rest of your month. I will be coming back next week with a podcast. I will see. I'm not sure when, if it'll be on a Monday or it'll be on a Thursday, probably Monday or Wednesday, depending on my classes and the amount of 
classwork I have, but I'm praying that God continues to um, show himself to you guys so you can understand and see where God's heart is coming from more or less than, you know, the mouth of a pastor or my mouth per se, you know. I pray that you guys have an awesome week. I will see you guys next week for the podcast. Remember to ask yourself, is what I'm going to do going to have consequences to it? Does it honor God? And am I going to be able to get the full extent of God's blessing if I go depending on what decision I make, all right? Have an amazing week, guys. See ya.